name is Kenny Dusso, and this is the Elite Development Podcast. The goal of this show is documenting my journey as a coach, things I see in the industry, of mistakes I see athletes make, things that I know you need to avoid. So basically, my goal is to help athletes avoid the difficult pitfalls of the world of elite performance sport and to help them reach their true potential. So if you are an up-and-coming athlete that is trying to build the career of your dreams, make sure you're following along this show. Make sure you go subscribe on the YouTube channel, on the podcast, and everywhere else you can. And now, let's get to the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast, the number one show for athletes looking to gain an edge on their opponents and build their dream careers in sport. I'm your host, Kenny Dusso, and today we are doing a little bit of Q&A. Now, I have a few questions already listed out, ready to go for the podcast today. So we are going to start with those ones. But as you guys tune in, if you have any training-related questions, mindset-related questions, questions for me in general, go ahead and drop them in the comments, and I will get to them in order. Now, the first few that I have are pretty much coaching related so you know bread and butter makes a lot of sense as to why those are the ones getting answered but if you just have questions for me too drop them in the comments and we're going to get to them as we go so the first question i got was an instagram message and it was how to avoid gassing out in fights now guys the big thing when it comes to conditioning work for fights when it comes to gassing out in fights There's a lot of different reasons that this could be happening. So the first thing I need you to do is address your training. One of the common things I see when athletes are gassing out in fights is that in their training, they don't have any kind of consistent strength training routine. Now, the reason this is so important, and I know you're probably thinking, you know, people are saying, like you mentioned, strength training and not conditioning work. And the reason this is super important is that if you are doing a lot of cardio, if you're doing a lot of conditioning, but you're not strength training consistently it's like trying to build a house on a pile of mud you can put the walls together you can attach the sides you can build out all the you know whatever for the house but if you don't have a solid foundation you're building that house on nothing and it's not going to fucking stand so if you are struggling with your gas tank if you're struggling with your conditioning the first thing i need you to look at is Do I have a solid strength training routine two to three times per week hitting the full body? Now, one of the common concerns I hear athletes have with that is they strength train and then they're too sore to do their conditioning work or do their, or do their skill work. Because, you know, if I blast my legs, then I don't have the legs under me to spar or anything like that. And the big thing you've got to understand there is you've got to reframe your idea of what strength training actually is. So many athletes think that, you know, they need to blast the shit out of their legs for it to be an effective strength training session, or they need to blast the shit out of their body for it to be an effective strength training session. But what you need to understand is the goal of strength training is not to fucking destroy your body. The goal of strength training is to build strength to help you perform in the sport. So if you're feeling like every time you lift weights, you're way too sore to do anything else, it doesn't mean that lifting weights is bad. It means that you are doing too much of it and your body's not adapted to it yet. Be honest with where you're at, start lighter and build yourself over time. Now, the second area I see people struggle when it comes to their conditioning in the sport, gassing out in the sport, is they're not effectively managing their conditioning for the demands of the sport. 
So as an example, if you are a professional MMA fighter and you are fighting three five-minute rounds, your goal is to be prepared to push the pace for three five-minute rounds at a high pace with one-minute rest in between. But the mentality I see a lot of athletes approach their conditioning with is how long can I possibly go before I drop? You know, they're doing these crazy two-hour long sessions and it's got burpees and battle ropes and push-ups and sit-ups and squat jumps and whatever the fuck else you want to add into it. But what you've got to understand is just because that is super hard, it doesn't mean it's effective to build your conditioning for a fight. Because ask yourself, what does the fight actually look like? You know, you're on the feet, you're exploding, and then you're relaxing, and then you're exploding, and then you're relaxing, and then someone takes you down, and then you've got to work on the ground, and it's a steady high pace for a while. The conditioning is super random. So the place people's minds go is the more work I do, the more output I have, the better I'm going to be prepared for everything. But what you're missing is the fact that every different type of exchange requires a different type of output and a different type of recovery. So what you need to learn how to do is you need to learn how to balance aerobic work, which is longer duration and lower intensity, with anaerobic work, which is maximal intensity, very, very short duration, so that you're training your body's ability to output maximal amounts of power, and you're training your body's ability to recover from those maximal efforts with a more better trained aerobic system. Now, the basis, what I'm going to go off of, because again, there's a lot of intricacies about how to build this properly. So I'm not going to sit here and, you know, give you an exact plan and say, just do this. And that's going to be the absolute ultimate answer, no matter what, because there's no way for me to do that. But the main thing that I want to touch on with that is, guys, if you are looking for a base for your conditioning, start with something like this. And again, this is a base template idea so don't take this as this is the only thing you should ever do this is gospel never try anything other than just this but start with this basis like i mentioned two to three times a week full body strength training so that's two to three exercises in the lower body two to three exercises in the upper body three to four sets of four to six to eight reps and repeat that again for the two to three strength training sessions per week on top of that be hitting plyometric work in each of those sessions. So two to three plyometric exercises. And in the off season, those are primarily single effort plyometrics. So, you know, a box jump, a med ball throw, um, or deceleration focused plyometrics where the focus is actually on the stability of the landing more so than the power in the jump. Now, on top of that, when it comes to the conditioning work, hit two aerobic sessions, and this would be 90 seconds to two minutes of steady state work followed by an incomplete rest. So usually the way I would do that is on a bike, bike sprint for 90 seconds, as high of a consistent pace as you can keep for 90 seconds in a row, followed by a 30 second rest repeated anywhere for six to 12 rounds, depending on the time you've got, depending on the fitness level that you've got. And then one of those sessions every week, 10 to 15 seconds of maximal intensity work followed by 45 to 90 seconds of rest. And this is going to be your anaerobic session. And again, this is not going to be the ultimate program for everyone. This is going to be a quick, concise way that you guys can start to touch on all of these areas with a little bit more limited time in your week. Because what I don't want to do 
load you up with a hundred conditioning sessions through your week that now start taking away from your strength training. But this is that good base minimum that if you're hitting that every week, two to three strength training sessions with some plyometric work along with two aerobic sessions and one anaerobic session. Now what you're going to start noticing is your overall fitness levels are improving, but you're also not burning yourself out from overtraining, then causing another series series of issues. So as far as the conditioning work for the fight, that is going to be a really good base for you. But again, guys, make sure that you're digging into it more than that because every athlete is different. Every athlete's requirements are going to be different. So that is a very good base, but don't take that as that is the ultimate conditioning program for every individual. So I wanted to make sure I reinforce that like three or four times because I always have people that take one little piece of something I say and spin it completely out of proportion. So if that was going to be you, don't be that guy. Now, number two, I had somebody asking, how do I build knockout power? So how do you build knockout power? So the big thing, again, number one thing I need you thinking about is your strength training routine. And the reason I reinforce this so much is because, guys, I see so many fighters out there that want to be, you know, powerful and explosive and fast, but neglect strength training. And you've got to understand Strength is the basis of everything. Yes, it is the basis of speed. It is the basis of power. And I have people online that always say, you know, well, if you lift weights, then you're going to get too bulky or it's going to slow you down because you're going to be like too thick. And if you're too thick, then you won't be able to be fast and powerful. Guys, I know people that have been training their whole fucking lives trying to get too big and still haven't achieved it. It's not going to happen by accident. If you follow that same strength training routine that I laid out when I was talking about building the gas tank, you're not going to get too big, but you're going to notice that your strength is steadily improving, which means that if you are stronger and you go to throw the same punch, now you have more power in your body. You have more strength in your body, more force in your body to put behind that shot. And if you have more force in your body to put behind that shot, you're going to be able to expel more power behind that shot too. But when it comes to really building knockout power, what I need you guys to start adding into your programming or what I need you to DM a coach to teach you how to add into your programming is rate of force development training. So you don't need to add a crazy amount in here, but what you need to do is switch up some of that plyometric work that we were talking about and have it forward focused, sorry, on your rate of force development. So how quickly you output power within your movements. So basically what we want to do is a good example of this would be instead of a box jump, do a depth jump. So you start on an elevated surface, you drop to the ground. As you hit the ground, you hit your box jump. But your focus is not how much power can I put into the box jump. Your focus is how quickly can I generate the most amount of power possible. Because if you're trying to knock somebody out, You've got to think, it's not about just how much power can I throw behind the punch. It's about how quickly can I throw the most powerful punch that I can. Because if you can balance those two together, then you're going to be able to output more power in less time, catch your opponent by surprise, and in turn, put their lights out when you connect. Now, the main thing that I see athletes screw up when they are training explosive power is what I see athletes do is I see them not take rest times. 
because in their mind, training needs to be super hard. So training needs to tire them out, exhaust them. But when you're trying to build your ability to output power, the number one thing you need, and I cannot reinforce this enough, the number one thing you need is you need the reps to be powerful. If you're trying to output power, you need the reps to be powerful more than anything else, which means you need to be well rested when you do those reps. So when you're doing these explosive power exercises, you know, whether it be a depth jump, whether it be a lateral hop to a box jump, uh, whatever else it is that you might throw in there, and you can ask me for more ideas or things like that on what you can add in as well. When you're doing these rate of force development focused exercises, take a minute to 90 seconds between every set. Sets of two to four reps maximum, minute to 90 seconds between every set. And the reason for that is because every time you perform that set, you're going to be using a lot of those energy stores. And so after four reps, if you're really moving explosively, you've used up a lot of that explosive power that your body has. So before you do another set, you need to let it recover. Because if you don't let it recover, or if you only let it recover halfway, now even if you feel like you're trying to be explosive, you're not getting that same amount of power behind your reps. You're not improving your ability to output power. You're not improving your ability to actually connect with knockout punches. Now, the last one that I had for you guys is fight week training. And so the question wasn't really asked as far as like, what should I do on fight week? It was just fight week training that got asked. So I'm going to lay out basically what I do with my athletes for fight week. And so the main thing I need you guys to understand when it comes to fight week is the goal for fight week, the goal for training on fight week is to have you succeed in the sport. So the main thing I need you guys to understand is that the goal of training a fight week is to have you succeed in the sport. So where a lot of people go wrong is they try to add in a lot more training fight week. You know, oh, I just got to up my conditioning a little more. I got to do that last, you know, bunch of explosive power work so that I'm like really, really explosive when it comes down to the fight. But the goal of training should be that by the time fight week comes around, you're done. And that doesn't mean you can't do anything on fight week, but the work should be done. You shouldn't be trying to improve anything that week. It should be done and ready to go. And so how I usually spend fight week with my athletes is day one is a last potentially heavy session. If they're feeling up to it, if they're not feeling up to it, just light work on that first day, which is about seven days out. And then about five days out, we do a little bit of explosive power work, just a couple of explosive reps, a little bit of agility and change of direction stuff. Just get them moving sharp, moving fast, nothing heavy, nothing hard to recover from. Then about two days out, we have an optional recovery session, which is just mobility work, a little bit of hand-eye coordination. And then we have a fight day warm-up. So it's not with the goal. The goal of fight week is not to crush the athlete. It's not to make it super hard. Fight camp should be finished. The reason I have all those sessions in there is because I know a lot of people love to be training as late as possible. So instead of just saying, no, just take it off, don't do anything, I let them keep themselves active. But the main thing I really want to reinforce when it comes to fight week training is it's up to the athlete. I tell every athlete that I work with, if you want to just chill fight week, just chill fight week. Like, don't come in, don't do the sessions that I have laid out for you. Like, just relax, the work's done. 
if you feel better doing a little bit more, we can still train, but we're going to make it easy on you. I'm not going to crush you. I'm not going to try to, you know, beat you into the ground with hard workouts because the work should be done. But it's all up to you because, again, the goal is for you to succeed on the night of the fight. So if you need that week to just get your mind right, let your body chill, take that week to get your mind right and let your body chill. If you like being active, you like doing stuff, you like being at training to kind of take your mind off the fact that you're fighting on Saturday, let's go. Let's do a little bit of training. But again, risk to reward is the key here. I'm not going to get you doing anything crazy tough and then have you fucking hurt yourself. I'm not going to get you doing anything crazy tough and have you hurt and have you potentially hurt yourself. I'm going to keep it easy. I'm going to keep it light. I'm going to keep it fun so that there's very, very little risk, but we're still helping you get prepared for fights for the fight on Saturday. So guys, those were the three questions I had for you. I appreciate you all tuning in. I hope this was valuable. I hope this was useful for you. I hope you got some good out of it. If you did, I would love to know, what you were able to take away. So make sure that if you're listening back to this on the replay, if you're listening back to this on the podcast, on the YouTube channel, wherever, drop a comment, drop a review, and then shoot me a message on social media and tell me what you were able to take away. But as always, I appreciate all of you guys. And my main ask of you is share this around with a friend, with a coach, with a teammate, with somebody who needs to hear this message. I appreciate you all for tuning in. I hope you all have a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you all in the next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. Now, remember, information without execution is useless. So take what you learned in the show today and go figure out how you can apply it to your career to start making progress right away. My one ask of you is share the show around. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following on all the social media platforms. The links on how to do that will be in the show notes below. And in turn, have a great day, and I can't wait to see you on the next episode.